Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 82. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week. I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, the man who knows it all about the MCAT, Brian Snedeker from Next Step Test Prep. This week, we're continuing our foundations of subjects, covering specifically this week, chemistry. So let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, Brian, we're back for some more MCAT questions. This week, we have some chemistry questions. What's your, your thoughts on these questions today? Yeah, so we're, we're continuing the trend from the last few that we did, we're, what I'm calling MCAT fundamentals, right? When we did bio a few weeks back, we took the fundamental unit of bio, the cell, and we talked about the cell and cell membranes. Uh, and then after that, we went to biochemistry, where the fundamental molecule that they like to talk about on the MCAT is proteins. Uh, this time we're doing general chemistry, and so we're going to the real basics, the atoms and compounds. Um, now, mind you, when I say basic, I don't mean easy. These questions can still be tricky, um, but they do require that you really have mastered the fundamentals. The MCAT is a mile wide and an inch deep, but you really have to master that inch of depth that it has. Um, and so when it comes to Gen Chem, don't spend your time worrying about weird little esoteric things. Start by mastering, absolutely mastering the periodic table. I'm glad you added that bit in there that even though it's fundamentals and foundations, it's still not easy because I'll probably miss all of these today. Make me feel <laughs> better. Okay. Sure. So let's, right. let's start with, oh, go ahead. So if, uh, if you want to follow along, the MCATpodcast.com slash 82 to download the show notes. Um, so question five, which of the following statements are true of CO2? One, it is a molecule. Two, it is a compound. Three, seven moles of it contain 3.5 moles of oxygen. Four, when mixed with water, one mole of it yields three ions. I have no idea, and I will let you try to explain it. Sure, right. So we want to remember the definitions, right? And it's, it's, we say this a lot about the psych section, but it's true on every section of the MCAT. Make sure you understand and remember all of your definitions. So first, a molecule, right? That's anything that's multiple atoms stapled together. So O2 is a molecule. Mm -hmm. um, a polymer of, 
you know, esters that your cheap slacks are made out of and a single molecule could be like three feet long, that's still a molecule, right? Anytime you stitch atoms together. So CO2, we stitch together three atoms. That's so a molecule. Absolutely true. Roman numeral one is correct. Uh, and that lets us eliminate choice D among the answers. A compound is a type of molecule. So a compound is just a molecule that's multiple different kinds of atoms, right? So O2 is an oxygen molecule, but it's not a compound, right? Because it's just oxygen. Mm. Whereas CO2, right, is carbon and oxygen atoms. So that's a compound. So two is also true. Uh, we can actually stop there, right? Because when we look at the answer choices, the Roman numerals, once we know that one and two are true, uh, our answer choices say one and two, one and three, one and four, two and four. So one and two are true. The answer's A, and we're done with our work. All right. So... Mm -hmm. All compounds are molecules, but not all molecules are compounds. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's take a look at number seven. Of these options, the elements that would form a bond with the least ionic character are A, N, and O, B, B, and S, C, H, and F, D, L, I, and N. Ryan, do you remember what ionic and covalent molecules are? No, I don't. So the ionic <laughs> ones are, they, they happen when a molecule or an atom gives its electron to his neighbor. And then they're held together by electrostatics. So good old table salt, sodium chloride, right? Sodium gives up his electron and becomes Na+. Gives his electron to the chlorine atom, making a chloride ion, Cl minus, and then plus and minus want to stick together, and that's how table salt holds together. So that's ionic, right? Covalent is the sharing of electrons. So this one said least ionic, meaning mostly kind of covalent. Okay. And the way we figure that out is by looking at where the atoms are situated on the periodic table. And atoms that are far apart, you know, all the way to the left and all the way to the right, are going to be more likely to be ionic. And atoms that are right next to each other in the periodic table are more likely to be covalent, right? Because if they're right next to each other, and certainly if they're in the same column, then that means they have um, similar behavior, which means when they get together, they're going to want to share. Uh, and in this case, uh, of course, on the MCAT itself, you would have a periodic table, but certainly you should be familiar enough with the periodic table to recognize that as I was reading off those answer choices, the very first one, N and O, nitrogen and oxygen, are right next to each other on the periodic table. They're next door neighbors. So when they form a bond, that is it is a polar covalent, but still covalent bond, which has the least ionic character. Okay. When you're taking the MCAT, how easy or hard is it to get to the periodic table to look at it? Uh, real simple. It's a button that's in the upper right-hand corner right above where it says, you know, question seven. Literally right above that would be a button that says show the periodic table. Okay. All right. Question eight. A particular element overwhelmingly prefers to form one bond and possess three lone pairs. Which group does this species likely belong in? A, group 1, B, group 15, C, group 17, or D, group 18? I have no clue. So three lone pairs and then one extra electron to form a bond. 
that should definitely sound to our students like a particular kind of atom or a particular group on the periodic table. Uh, and that's the halogens, right? So three lone pairs plus one more electron, that's your fluorine, chlorine, iodine, bromine, and so on. Uh, and then again, this would be relatively straightforward once you recognize that description of halogens to just open up the periodic table and look at what group it is. And the halogens are group 17. All right. So there you have it. Again, chemistry foundations for you. Hopefully that was helpful. Don't forget to check out Next Step Test Prep. Their online practice tests, full length practice exams have just been revamped to match the new user interface that the AAMC and Pearson has rolled out for the MCAT. And so when you go to Next Step Test Prep and you use their full-length exams, you are seeing and using and everything will be the same, just like your real test day. You go to nextsteptestprep.com, check out their full-length exams, use the promo code MCATPOD, that's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save some money on those exams. I hope you have a great week. Come back next week for some more amazing information next time all about physics. Have a great week. I'll see you next time. 